The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is October 27, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, sir. Good to be with you. All right. You're joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Once again, sir, welcome. Thank right. you. Bill, what's the reminder for this weekend? What's happening on Saturday night? Saturday night, a major event. We're going to fall back one hour. That's all we need to, at our age is to think about losing another hour somewhere. <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. That's uh, when you go to bed on Saturday. Uh, wake up uh, earlier. <laughs> Last week, we had Sharice Rudolph, CEO and founder of from Healing Horses and Armed Forces. They're a nonprofit organization that's created for veteran service members and their families that utilize the human equine connection for the purpose of improving the quality of life after and during service to our countries. If you missed last week's show, be sure to listen to the archive show on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com or even iTunes. Now, Bill, um, did you get your flu shot? Yes, I did. Uh, that's a requirement each year, and uh, I'm sure you got some great news uh, for all of our veterans out there as far as flu shots are concerned. Well, actually, they have a couple options for the veterans. They can naturally go to the VA. Uh, they can just walk in. They can go during their appointment. Uh, they can get their flu shot uh, right then and there. But here's another option. You also can go to any Walgreens nationally and uh, get that shot. And there's no appointment necessary, but be sure to take your ID card, your uh, VA card with your picture ID, and also another form of um, uh, identification. And when you do go, again, you're not going to remember this, but you can just keep replaying the, the archived <laughs> show uh, and put it in. And when you go to the Walgreens, you have to give them a, a group code. That group code is 5933XB as in Bravo, A-Y-V. Again, that's 5933XBAYV. All right? And uh, that way it will be taken care of. Now, again, Bill, you heard of an app for this and an app for that, haven't you? For yes, the computers and smartphones now. Well, it's kind of cool, but as we're speaking right now, there's a, there's a, a young guy that's uh, actually developed um, an app for 
our veterans that have PTSD. Do you believe that? Well, you know, uh, since I heard it from you, Gary, I certainly believe it. But that's one of the things that can be most helpful. And uh, and I guess from last week and I guess today, I'm sure they might be interested in that also. Oh, definitely, definitely. And again, what this is is an application for smartphones or the smartwatches that help prevent night terror. The app is easily accessible to all veterans who need it. They're going to make it very easy to uh, get it. And the app is called, I believe it's pronounced MyBivy, which is M-Y-B-I-V-Y. Uh, they use the smartphone technology. The app monitors the veteran's heartbeat and movement as he or she sleeps to track the symptoms that precede night terror. At the onset of this behavior, the app will vibrate or make a sound to disrupt the deep sleep, but still allow the veteran to keep resting. That is pretty cool. A very meaningful app, Gary. Yes. Definitely. And we'll definitely keep everybody uh, updated uh, when that uh, app is going to become available because, again, it's not going to cost a veteran any, anything as far as I understand it. Is that the way you understand it too, Bill? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? With honor, Gary, I have the privilege of introducing our guest today, Scotty D. Deathrich, Executive Director and Co-Founder for Honoring America's Warriors. Scotty D. grew up in Oklahoma with a military influence and recognizes the issues military veterans and their families face. Scotty D.'s father served in the United States Army during the Vietnam conflict as a military policeman. He also served with the Army Security Agency and ended his career with the Criminal Investigation Division of the Army and was stationed in Washington, D.C. Now, Scotty's mother worked as a secretary in the Pentagon. Scotty has decided or dedicated his life to serving our war heroes and their families that deal with the daily stress brought on by the reality of war. Scotty works with a large number of veterans and understand their character, the issues, and is always on the move creating opportunities to improve their lives. Scotty D., welcome to you and to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Scotty D. Oh, it's my pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, good to be on this morning with you. All right, appreciate it. Uh, Scotty D., what was the team's inspiration for actually starting the organization? Well, our president, his name is Waco Blakely. Uh, Waco is uh, a guy that uh, he's been in the Marine Corps, he's been in the United States Air Force, and he recently retired as a uh, first sergeant. His um, family comes from a long lineage of veterans. His father was uh, served in the United States Army during Vietnam. His granddad was a World War II veteran and one of the uh, guys that landed on Normandy Beach. And um, what had happened is, is a little over a year and a half ago, uh, Waco's grandfather Otis had passed away. And Otis had received Purple Hearts, Bronze Stars, a well-decorated guy. Um, the day that they landed on Normandy Beach, a sniper hit his grenade belt and uh, tore up his left side all the way from below his armpits all the way down to his ankle. 
They sent him to England, patched him back up, and within another eight months he was back in Europe and uh, on the charge to liberate Germany. Well, when Otis passed away, the family had just taken for granted that at his burial service he would receive full military honors, including a uh, seven-man rifle squad. When they got to coordinating with the funeral home, they were stunned to realize that all that Waco's granddad would receive, it would be a two-man legislated flagpole team and a bugle player. A lot of families are under the impression that if you've served in the military, uh, you will receive full honors, which that's not the case. Um, unless you're a, obviously killed in action, a former POW or a Medal of Honor recipient, you don't receive full honors. And it became incumbent upon the family to try to make every effort they could to make sure that that happened after several calls to some legislators and representatives. They wound up getting a team of six. So Waco and I had decided that we would put together an organization that can take disabled veterans, put them back in service dress uniform, drill them and train them to augment military funeral honors for families that would like to have more than the legislated two-man flagpole team. And that was the reason that we actually started the organization. And we also perform another primary function in regards to, uh, or in addition to military funeral honors, and that's that we provide large numbers of venues of outdoor activities for veterans to get involved in. Uh, obviously, it's military honors is not for every veteran. Uh, some have a hard time with hearing the playing of taps or whether it be their rifle reports, whatever it might be. So, you know, that's kind of an exclusive group, the military honor side of it. The outdoor activity side of it, we can get everybody involved in, and we serve all veterans, all eras. And um, there's a tremendous amount of healing that goes along with both of those missions, and it does these guys, these men and women, a lot of good to be able to have... uh, to be in a non-clinical environment, to be peer-to-peer with other veterans. And that right there is probably the number one way to reach these men and women who struggle with a lot of the depression and anxiety that they face each day. That's true. Very, very true. All right. Now, uh, he also has, there's, uh, what, four co-founders? Well, there are actually three of us. Uh, Myself, uh, Waco Blakely, and a gentleman by the name of Chance Blakely. Uh, the Blakely boys, they come from a town called Weatherford, Oklahoma, which is about 45 miles west of Oklahoma City. And um, Weatherford, Oklahoma has been one of those towns that has rallied around us, even though we're in the Oklahoma City area. Uh, we do a lot of events with uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University out there, uh, a lot of Chamber of Commerce events. And that's carried over into some other cities that once they find out what we do, they... Uh, they really like the program, and, and we've got a really strong board of directors. Uh, of course, you had mentioned a uh, gentleman that you're, is your co-host, a retired U.S. Army lieutenant colonel. Um, also on our board, there's a gentleman. His name is Steve Russell, and he is also a uh, retired Army lieutenant colonel. Uh, he um, led Task Force 122 in the hunt and capture of Saddam Hussein, and he is now a uh, U.S. congressman representing the 5th District of Oklahoma. And uh, he serves on our board along with uh, Major General Rita Aragon. She's the first female Oklahoma Secretary of Military and Veteran Affairs for the state, and she reports directly to the governor of Oklahoma. 
so those are just a couple of our board members that uh, we have that make sure that, you know, I stay focused and we keep on track with our mission and grow the organization as we should. And with leadership like that, uh, it, it is certainly um, very pleasant. That's true. Scotty, this is Bill. Uh, you mentioned earlier about being able to get these warriors out into uh, outdoor activities. Can you tell us what specifically, or if there's a number of things that's helpful to them, is it the relaxation or being able to, to get away from thinking about the things that they normally think about and to be able to enjoy what they're doing? What specifically, and, and even by way of feedback, did you've heard from these individuals that let you know that being in the outdoors is a success? Well, as you know, a lot of, and particularly combat veterans, when they return, uh, the integration process and transitioning into civilian life is, is one of their biggest challenges, especially the guys that uh, have the traumatic brain injuries, uh, the severe injuries, and uh, the post-traumatic stress that comes with uh, combat. We're able to get these guys out. One of the things that we do a lot of, we do a lot of hunting and fishing. Um, our hunting and fishing uh, group that we have that has signed up is you know, well over 250 veterans. And it's a real challenge to try to get all those 250 veterans out on a, on a program for a weekend. Uh, once we do that, here's, here's the big deal. You get them out of the house. They stop isolating for that short period of time because they know they're going to be around other veterans. And that right there gives them a comfort zone. Once they start to develop the camaraderie, the friendship, the event of the weekend as it progresses, um, they start to develop, you know, that natural bond that veterans do. And it has a tremendous healing power of enabling these guys, letting them know that, hey, you know, there is... There is life in the civilian world. I may have been a, a great soldier, but I'm a horrible civilian, but these are the kind of things that can turn me around. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, the gentleman that is our outdoor activities coordinator, his name is Shane Mayall. He's a retired U.S. Army Staff Sergeant, Purple Heart recipient. When Shane got back from Afghanistan in 2011, he didn't go out of his house for two years. He didn't participate in any family activities, whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving. He didn't talk to his parents. Uh, fortunately, uh, he had a great wife. He still has her. Um, she was able to help him cope with a lot of the anxieties that changed him permanently. Well, he had gotten involved with some of our activities over the, the years, and, and, and until the last year, Shane completely came out of his funk. And... He has become the guy that he was before he enlisted once again, very active in hunting and fishing, and now he's helping other veterans. And other veterans see what Shane has done, and they want that to happen to them. It, it becomes contagious, and um, it, it's just one of the best venues for uh, helping men and women. All right. We'll continue on getting um, uh, talking about more events when we come back from break. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, don't forget about the Warrior Millennium Fundraiser that's going on right now. They're actually trying to raise $2 million to provide one full year of laboratory evaluations and treatment for more than 400 veterans with TBI who are in desperate need of some other form of medical assessment and treatment. For more information, go to warriorangelsfoundation.org. You're listening to the American 
American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scotty D., Executive Director and Co-Founder for Honoring America's Warriors. Bill, you had a question just before we went on break? Yes, uh, Gary, and uh, I just wanted to follow up uh, with the explanation uh, that Scotty Lee presented us uh, with how warriors in this program uh, are working to overcome some of the things that uh, they come back to home and community from after serving in combat, and that is the families. Scotty, I got to tell you, I'm I'm a, a Vietnam veteran who served on the ground, and uh, it, you know the biggest problem that I think we had was that after combat and uh, and and then the battlefield to come to home and community, we didn't do great jobs there, and simply because of what we uh, 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 were involved in in Vietnam, coming back to home and the family that we've been away from and 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 we the things that we bring back the family inherits also so how does uh, 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 this organization's programs and in integrating families in the recovery of our warriors. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. And it's important that uh, people remember that our Vietnam veterans were not treated very well when they came home. It was disgusting. It was a deplorable time in American history, the way that we treated these men and women that were doing a job that they swore to do. And fortunately, the mindset of the American people has changed uh, over the last 25 years especially to where that um, they realize where their freedoms come from. 
And even though we may be involved in conflicts all around the world, we are the leader in the world. And it is up to us to make sure that there is peace, that there is freedom, um, and those are not infringed upon by those people around the world who desire the same things that the American people have. When soldiers return, their families can either be one of two things. Either the family is going to not recognize the servicemen or woman when they come home, or they're able to adapt and accept it. One of the things that we notice in a lot of our programs, and we do involve the families heavily, um, there are some veterans who have great wives. There are some veterans that don't have such great wives. Guys that lose limbs, they come home. Um, the gal they were married to, well, she's found another guy, and she wants a divorce now, and he's already been injured and torn up, and now he's got to deal with the emotional uh, issues of a breakup in a marriage uh, or a relationship, uh, and it even happens with the parents. It's, it's not just the spouses and girlfriends. Uh, so what we try to do is we put events together that combine the family and the children. Uh, one of our biggest and uh, probably the, the, one of the best programs that we have come into this year, and it happened by accident, is our canine program. Um, there's a gentleman in Wisconsin, his name is Dan Beerboon, and he raises golden retrievers. And these are hybrid dogs, uh, very driven, um, excellent field trials. Well, anyway, he had reached out to us from Wisconsin. We're in Oklahoma, mind you and was wanting to find a veteran that he could donate a dog to. So the number of veterans that we serve, it was not a problem to find applicants. It was tough to pick one. Uh, we finally settled on a gentleman and placed that dog with him. And since we placed that first dog, we have placed another 30 dogs over the last 12 months. Right. One of the programs that we have in our canine program is we've had breeders that have donated German Shepherds and Labrador Retrievers and Every night, or I'm sorry, every week on Thursday nights, we have a training class for our canine recipients. And half of those recipients will train their dogs to be search and rescue dogs. The other half will train them to be service dogs or companion dogs. Well, you have to involve the entire family when you give a veteran a dog because that's going to become a part of their family and that's going to be their pet as well as, you know, a service animal. Right. So by being able to do some of these things and get the families involved, you're able to open a dialogue with them that they can only understand what's really going on sometimes when they hear it from the outside. Uh, inside the family unit, you may hear that they're able to deal with their issues, but it's, it's very well contained. When they hear things from the outside as well, you know, I've kind of noticed this, they tend to realize, well, you know, we took that for granted. So throughout a lot of these programs, whether it be the canine program, um, a lot of our events, we're able to involve the families, and that's a big part of it. One of the things that we do also is our uh, director of community outreach, she is a U.S. Army captain, and she, her primary function for the Army is serving with the Medical Service Corps as uh, suicide prevention and resilience uh, for the Oklahoma Army National Guard. She has been able to create some programs that where we can involve the wives, the mothers, the girlfriends in activities that only they do. And that gives them a chance to get peer-to-peer -peer and work through some of the issues that each one of them might experience. So it, it is, 
you do have to involve the family. Everybody has to be involved in the process of helping these men and women heal. You're absolutely correct about that, Scotty D. And, uh, you know, what you've mentioned about the uh, the, the dogs, I, I mean, that's so important now. I mean, uh, and some of the programs that I work with on this end of the country where dogs are involved, the, the thing that that uh, gets my attention mostly is how the, uh, the warrior and the dog can bond together and they become almost one. I mean, uh, things such as, uh, you know, if the dog is in the same room where as a veteran is uh, is sleeping, that to, to get him up on time where he needs to go, or if he's out in crowds and the dog is aware that the individual has problems with crowds, and to get him to steer him away from that, I, I think that's something very important uh, and, and, and much to be said about those service dogs. Oh, indeed, and it and it's not just dogs too. We're involved with groups that do the same thing with equine therapy. Uh, okay. Equine therapy is a great form of therapy for a lot of these guys. Uh, you know the old quote that Winston Churchill said about a horse. You know, that's uh, uh, only something that man can understand, and it's a bond that uh, is pretty special. It's well, amazing what animals can do for people, and especially uh, veterans. Well, well, Scotty, the Sharice Rudolph, who was our last week's guest, she's the CEO and founder of Healing Horses. And Armed Forces is right there in your home state of Oklahoma. Is that right? Well, yes, sir. Well, actually, actually, Bill, I think that's California. Uh, uh, I could uh, be wrong. I thought I it, was, uh, it was Oklahoma, but okay, I stand <laughs> no, we correct. We do have one in Oklahoma. It's called Oklahoma Equine Assisted Therapy. And um, we've sent a lot of veterans to them. Bobby and Bobby Joe Hartpence. They uh, raise horses, and they invite veterans out for picnics, and they'll uh, interact with the animals. It's, uh, yeah, it's incredible stuff. Wow. Would you happen to know, as far as that organization that provides the dogs up in Wisconsin, um, how much training they give the dogs before they give them to you? Well, normally what we receive is puppies. Uh, we, pr- we prefer to receive a puppy that's anywhere from 6 to 16 weeks old, um, however, this past year, uh, Dan Burboon at Maple Hills Kennels had a, um, an older female that she was six and he was not going to breed her anymore. Uh, she had all sorts of field trials, awards, and whatnot. Well, he calls us this summer and says, hey, I'd like to place um, Ruby with a veteran. Um, she had been a part of their family, very attached I mean, that was kind of a heartbreaking deal when we made that transfer uh, to the veteran because this dog had been with this guy's family for six years, lived in the house, slept in the bed, but now it was time for him to move her on and uh, because he's in, the jo- he's in the business of breeding high-quality high dogs. Well, we placed that dog with a veteran, and uh, we've been on several bird hunts this year. This dog is incredible. She was so well-trained, and... Um, as we give veterans puppies, our goal and objective is to show them the training process from the earliest age that dog can be because that's really where the bond occurs is in that first six months to a year. And so that's what we try to do. All right. All right. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and, and uh, take a break. 
You know, according to the Veterans Administration statistics, 22 veterans a day are committing suicide. You know that you can't turn on the TV or, or the radio or, or anything without hearing about that 22 a day. Plus, the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel is America's first national broadcast channel specifically designed for veterans and their family members, providing information and referral services, as well as programming that promotes good health, well-being, and entertainment for veterans suffering from PTSD, anxiety, and depression. Visit the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel and donate today. Help us save veterans' lives. Go to www vspchannel.com to learn more. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scotty D., Executive Director and Co-Founder for Honoring America's Warriors. And Bill, uh, you want to continue on with a little bit about uh, suicide prevention? Uh, yes, I would, uh, uh, Gary. Uh, and you mentioned that just uh, gave them a plug before uh, the break there, the Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel. I, I think that is probably going to uh, prove to be a very good uh, 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 go-to facility uh, as they develop. You know, our country, Scotty Dean, I'm sure you're aware of this, accepts the fact that we have 22 uh, suicides uh, a day, and that's a combination of uh, active-duty military and, and veterans. Uh, 
and that and the report that the, uh, the 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 country came up with this at the at the government level, uh, it really came from from twenty states. So if we're owning up to twenty two suicides a day, we've probably got more, and we're not talking about them. Uh, suicides are so concerning. Uh, since Vietnam, before and after, right now, I, I tell the story almost every week. Uh, in Vietnam, we lost fifty-two thousand, fifty-eight thousand two hundred and ten of our brave men and women on the battlefield. But because of our inability to make this transition back to home life, uh, by way of uh, uh, of, of of not being able to uh, to adjust, uh, we have taken our lives, Vietnam veterans now, in greater number that we had on the battlefield. So, with your organization, the uh, honoring American heroes, to have that a part of its program and to stress that and to work with it. Uh, that that that's something that's got to uh, be helpful, and, and and you must have some success stories in that area. And if you do, I'd like for you to share that with our listening audience. Oh yes, indeed. Well, you know the figure twenty-two veterans a day committing suicide. It's widely published by a lot of politicians, media outlets, and VSOs. Um, and as you mentioned. That uh, 2012 suicide data report, which looked at death certificates of 21 states, and that was from 1999 to 2010 or 2011, uh, it's not provided within the right context because that report um, was cited actually by the Washington Post, and it warned that, you know, it's recommended that the estimated numbers of veterans be interpreted with caution because that use of data from a sample of states and that existing evidence of uncertainty in veteran identifiers on U.S. death certificates. I'll give you an example. The average age of veteran suicides within that data was set at nearly 60 years old, which is not representative of our post-9-11 veteran generation. The number 22, it drives me crazy because it's so inaccurate. The um, it sounds good and it's it's um, a good way for organizations to raise money if you want to put it that way. But I'm going to tell you how it is. The largest number of suicides are actually terminally ill Vietnam veterans, and the reason I've always tried to put the message out there that it's not 22 a day. And it's not that our post-9-11 veterans are all crazy and killing themselves. It's a lot of older veterans that have reached a point where they're tired of suffering. And there was even a more recent study which surveyed about, uh, I think it was 1.3 million veterans who were discharged uh, between 2001 and 2009. And of those 650 deployed veterans... And 7,700 non-deployed veteran deaths, of those, 351 were suicides among deployed, and there were 1,500 among those that were non-deployed, which means that over a period of nine years, there's not even quite one veteran suicide a day. But when you look at the older generations, that rate of suicide is much higher. And I think it's one of the things that we've tried to do is explain to the public that while that number is troubling, it's not 22, and it's not the majority of post-9-11 veterans 
that are committing suicides. You're absolutely correct, Scotty D. And uh, to just add a little bit more to that, as you probably aware, across the country, we've got 22.5 million veterans uh, that are still active and moving about today. But about 62 to 63 percent of that number represents Vietnam veterans. And to go back to your statement with reference to older veterans, I think that's where the lion's share is coming from with these suicides because you're looking at an age range uh, with Vietnam veterans now being about uh, late 50s, maybe uh, 59, 60 for sure, up to about 75 years of age. So you're absolutely correct. There are they are the older serving veterans who are involved in this. Well, and the disgusting part of it is is that that number 22 has become fodder for some, not all, but some, nonprofit. And what they try to do is they call it suicide prevention awareness. Well, for Pete's sakes, I can go stand out on a street corner and hold a sign up and do the same thing. I don't need to get people to give me their money to do that. What do they really do if they are in the business of preventing veteran suicides? Well, first of all, you've got to look and learn from the data. Um, one suicide a day is even one too many is the way we say that. Absolutely. And the effective programming that you have to have to help service members, veterans, and families transition to a positive life it occurs in the first three years that they come home. So what we have tried to do um, with our younger generation of veterans is we try to target those that have been out of the service for less than three years. Um, that's an important requirement when you're fostering those community relationships for veterans. And, and really for all people, because life gets difficult when you get past the age of 50. And everybody is serious about, you know, dealing with the problem, but what do they really do to address the needs of the older veterans while maintaining the preventative care for recent veterans? And those organizations that are trying to reach out to the older communities are the ones that you should really pay attention to because they're the ones that are in tune with what the problem really is. Uh, I, I get very aggravated when I see organizations, okay, well, let's uh, remember the 22, or, well, okay, fine, what are you going to do about it? And it's nothing but creating awareness. Well, gosh, we can do that with a street sign on the corner. You're absolutely correct, Scotty D. And I tell you, it's going to continue to be this way unless we provide the attention to it, as you're suggesting right now. You know, uh, let's step this up to uh, Korean War veterans and especially World War II veterans who uh, are now in their 90s to 100s. Your next state there to you in uh, in Texas, the oldest living uh, World War II rec- veteran is recognized, Mr. Richard Overton, who's down in Austin, 110 years of age, I think it is right now. So these folks are living longer, and it and it's going to be that way. You know, we're, we're losing our World War II veterans now uh, on, a, on, a, on a daily basis of about 1,000 to 1,200. That's right, and before we know it, they're all going to be gone. Yes, sir. And there's a reason they call them the greatest generation. Oh, without a doubt. All right. Now, you also mentioned that uh, you work with other nonprofit organizations that uh, serve veterans. How does that work? Oh, this is so cool. Uh, One of the the organizations we work with is an organization called No Barriers. 
Uh, no Barriers also has a program within that called No Barriers Warriors. And what they do is they take veterans on hiking excursions. Uh, these are large mountain climbs where it will take them a week to reach a summit and get back down. And what it does is it challenges these guys. Uh, they'll get on, they, they love the idea, okay, I'm going to Colorado, I'm going to go climb a mountain, oh, I'm, I'm excited, this will be great. They get there, they meet the veterans, they build a relationship, they have a bond, now they're headed to the summit, they get halfway up the mountain and they realize, holy cow, this is not easy. What am I doing here? They continue through it because they don't have any choice. And once they get down off that mountain through that climb, they have realized that, wow, I've been pushed to a limit and I succeeded. And that's what we love about No Barriers. They, we, uh, a lot of organizations reach out to us for veterans because, and, and that's something I've never quite understood. You have a lot of great organizations out there, but they don't necessarily know how to reach the veterans. Uh, that's something that we've been very successful with. So a lot of national organizations have contacted us to provide Oklahoma veterans to uh, become a part of their activities. Uh, there's another group called Project Healing Waters, uh, which uh, when Project Healing Waters originally started, it was to take cancer patients who were terminally ill and teach them how to fly fish. And that has morphed into now also doing the same thing for veterans. Uh, so we've been really fortunate to work with a lot of these national organizations to allow our veterans to have some unbelievable trips. There's a group in Wyoming called Honoring Our Heroes. They do a lot of elk hunts and fly fishing. Uh, one of our guys just got back from a chainsaw carving class, uh, taught him how to carve a bear with a chainsaw. And it was, it was beautiful work. And so that's the benefit of working with these great organizations around the country. Definitely. You know, we, we had a, uh, an organization called IHOOT on uh, a handful of months ago. They offer uh, uh, retreats. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's, you should look them up sometime. It's IHOOT.org. Uh, they help vets a lot out also. And the families, they can go on vacations. And uh, I guess they have about, uh, oh, geez. I think it, I think he said over two hundred thousand uh, locations throughout the world. Oh wow! And, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, um, and it doesn't cost the vet anything, um, except for the you know transportation to get there. But everything else is paid for, which is kind of neat. So anyway, what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and, and take a break. Uh, do you own a business and would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are national. Give Josh a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Scott E.D., Executive Director and Co-Founder for Honoring America's Warriors. And, uh, Scott E.D., why don't you tell us about some special events that are going on? Well, we've got uh, this Saturday, we're hosting our fourth annual Quail Hunt for Warriors. And uh, that's an event where we bring 50-plus uh, veterans and 50 sponsors for a day of quail hunting. We'll release 1,000 quail. And we'll hunt all day. We'll uh, roast a pig, fry catfish, um, have lots of games, uh, skeet shooting, whatnot. We have some incredible stuff for these guys to do. And the uh, civilian population that sponsors these veterans to do this hunt, uh, they get to see something that a lot of people don't get to see, and that's the daily, uh, you know, interaction for a day uh, with a veteran. Um, our spokesman, his name is Rusty Dunnigan. Uh, Rusty was on a patrol uh, in 2010 in Afghanistan, and one of his squad members uh, stepped on a landmine, which was connected to a secondary device. Well, Rusty was standing on top of the secondary device, and it instantly amputated both of his legs above the knee and his left arm above the elbow. And Rusty spent you know, three years going through Army hospitals in Germany, Walter Reed, Brook Army, and um, Rusty finally made it home, and he has five kids. Uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation built a smart home for Rusty, and that's how I got to know Rusty about two years ago when the Sinise Foundation had come to Oklahoma. They didn't really know any contacts here, so they had reached out to some groups to uh, help them perpetuate the fundraiser. Well, when I met Rusty, my biggest concern was that, okay, he's surrounded by all this media coverage right now. It's eventually going to go away. Rusty's going to look up and say, well, where did everybody go? So I took it upon myself to make sure that Rusty was always involved in some kind of an outdoor activity because he loves to hunt and fish. But being a triple amputee, even the guys that he served with, they don't really know how to deal with Rusty because he's missing 
arms and legs now, and they're not used to seeing Rusty that way. It's, it's kind of an odd deal. Um, Rusty has become a very close friend of mine, and when we go out in public, you, you get the stares, the people that look and have pity, and that's not what it's about. It's about moving forward and enjoying life and being glad that you're still here. Well, Rusty is one of 23 triple amputees in the United States, and fortunately the only one in Oklahoma. But he sets a standard and an example, uh, because Rusty participates in just about everything that we do outdoors. And uh, it gives these other guys that might be missing a leg or missing an arm or their face is disfigured or they've had a serious brain injury, it kind of brings them back down to ground and say, well, you know, if Rusty can do this, I can too. And so the outdoor activity side of it, it uh, having a guy like Rusty, it really drives it home. Well, he'll be at our quail hunt for warriors this weekend. He's got a track chair. Uh, it's built like a tank. He can go anywhere he wants to. He's a good shot. As a matter of fact, he was in South Dakota last week on a pheasant hunt. So there are no limitations. Um, we also have another event coming up, and this is really cool. Uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of KISS, you know, the guys that put the makeup on. and Yep. Okay. Well, they have a chain of restaurants called Rock and Brews. They're building one in Oklahoma City, and they're going to have their grand opening on the 28th of January. Well, what they have done is they've reached out to us, and they wanted to find a, a good Oklahoma organization uh, to do a fundraiser for. So on the opening grand opening day, they're going to have a luncheon where we'll bring 100 veterans and their guests. And that night, uh, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley will be there at Rock and Brews, and they're going to do a fundraiser for us. Uh, that's really cool stuff. Uh, oh, we've yeah, also got a deal with uh, Jimmy Houston. I don't know if you guys ever follow any fishing television, uh, but Jimmy Houston is like the king. And he has donated... Uh, a day of fishing. It'll be Jimmy Houston, uh, Rusty Dunnigan, and one lucky winner. We're selling raffle tickets, and they're going to get to spend a day of fishing with Jimmy and Rusty on Jimmy's private lake at his home in Oklahoma. His home looks like a Bass Pro shop. Uh, of course, he's a national spokesman for Bass Pro. So being able to get involved with some of these uh, major celebrities in, in doing fundraising is just tremendous, and we're really grateful for that. Um, if people wanted to help our organization, if they wanted to donate, um, it's real easy. You can go to honoringamericaswarriors.org, and on the front page, uh, you'll see a short video that Rusty produced for us that tells about our mission and what we do, and you can simply click on the Donate button, and 95% of all the money that we receive goes directly to programs. Um, we only have one paid employee, and we have a ton of veteran volunteers that run all sorts of programs. And um, those veteran volunteers, without them, we could not run at that level of efficiency. Wow. Scotty D., who are some of your supporters, and how can the supporters participate, some of our listeners? The easiest way to do it is to donate. I cash is king. Um, the programs that we try to put together, um, while we do run them very frugally, you still have to create an experience, and that takes funding. Um, our canine program, um, we have emergency funds in case a veteran comes up with an animal that uh, they don't have the money to have the veterinarian treat the dog. Uh, we have uh, funding in place for that. Of course, our outdoor activities uh, those are numerous and takes a lot of uh, funding. Uh, 
Uh, we also have our community outreach program that uh, Captain Job does for us and trying to coordinate events to get families and uh, so forth involved. That takes a lot of funding. The military honors. Uh, we, you know, we have to provide full-service dress uniforms that are current, uh, transportation, the insurance. Um, it takes a lot of money. And so we ask people to, to donate cash. We um, have a lot of great sponsors involved. Uh, Anheuser-Busch is one of our biggest ones. Uh, here's to the Heroes campaign. Uh, they sponsored our, uh, They were a major sponsor for an MMA event that we did uh, the 1st of October, which was a, a fundraiser for the organization. So we've got some good national sponsors on board. All right. Now, you also do veteran employment. We do. Um, All right. One of the biggest issues that lead uh, the younger guys to that threshold of veteran suicide is it's usually a, uh, a marital issue, an employment issue, and those two things, or chemical dependency, uh, chemical dependency is a different animal. It has to be treated different. But as far as the employment side, we work with the Oklahoma State Employment Securities Commission. They have a program called Vet Reps, and they have veterans that work for them. And what they do is they do disabled veteran outreach. And helping these guys that are not rated unemployable or 100% total and permanent find gainful employment, and they go out of their way to work that. Uh, we also work with Recruit Military. Uh, which does a lot of job fairs around the country. And I get calls daily for veterans that are looking for work, uh, don't really know the process, and so we've been able to streamline that where we can put them in touch with the right people that can get them job interviews and uh, people that will offer them jobs. A lot of the job fairs we do, they do hiring on the spot. And so we try to cut through as much of the red tape and, and get them to work in, in uh, meaning and ga- meaningful and gainful employment as well. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, Scotty D. It was a pleasure having you on our show today. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Right. I'd love to do it again sometime. All right, great. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing, sir? Freedom isn't free. It comes at a very <laughs> high cost. And the least that we can do, there's a lot of great nonprofits out there that serve all different things. But without our veterans and those that have fought to defend this country, nothing else happens. So we've got to take care of our veterans before we do anything. That's true. Very, very true. Bill? Well, Scotty, we certainly applaud your passion that you have for serving veterans and being an advocate for them. And that's what we need more of as we try to get through uh, all the things that we've talked about today and things we didn't get a chance uh, to talk about. It's meaningful. They're small steps, but they're, they're big steps, I mean, in terms of getting where we need to be. Thanks for being with us. And I do hope that you will join us again on another program in the future. Anytime, gentlemen. It was my pleasure. All right. Scotty and Bill, thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 right on our website. And you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone also. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. 
Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are a-